Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers, bringing you another Top 10. And for the month of love, we're bringing you the Top 10 Horror Movie Romances. That's right, Valentine's Day was just last week, and we're still feeling, you know, a little randy. So we're going to talk about... (laughs) All of the romances throughout horror movies that we love to love. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Let's just jump right in. Chris, I think it's your turn to go first. Well, I would say my number 10 is Tiffany and Chucky from Bride of Chucky. That's an excellent choice. And, you know, it's it's not really a serious one. That's why it's number 10. It's just, you know, I'm going for, you know... How much of an icon, how passionate, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like it's pretty iconic, right? That that poster of, you know, like Tiffany and Chucky, right? Well, I mean, and, and they had um, a what is considered to be sort of like a, a queer icon for a child later on in the movie franchise. So, I mean, it's it's good. It's a good choice. They were actually really close to being on my list. So I guess it would oh, really? be an honorable mention for me. What's what's your number 10? So my number 10 is James and Kristen from The Strangers. Oh, that's an interesting choice. And I, I wanted to put them on there, and I almost didn't, just because, you know, at the, the start of the movie, we learned that she turned down his proposal, and then, you know, terrible things ensued for them. But mm-hmm. as a couple, they really grew very close through that movie. And I think by the end of it, they realized how much in love they were but it was just too too late obviously for those who have seen the movie like spoiler alert they've gone through the worst things imaginable um and i just really i, I like them as a couple scott speedman and uh Liv, Liv tyler were just great in that movie i think they make an amazing couple on screen and i i just they cemented their love only just death followed which is terrible yeah that's what that's what i remember like i remember i saw the strangers right like and it's one of the most disturbing things i've ever seen but at the same time i thought i remember james dying fairly early-ish in the movie no maybe halfway through i think that i mean there's a point toward the end of the movie where they're both like taped to chairs and the strangers are standing in front of them and they they get a moment to like like hold hands and i think that Liv tyler is still actually wearing the ring because she like puts it on and can't get it off How romantic yeah in a really like <laughs> sick twisted way you know but yeah i mean they, sure, i get it i mean so it's it's great i like them quite a bit so my number nine is adam and barbara maitland from beetlejuice <laughs> that's also my number nine. <laughs> oh, i have a feeling this could be happening quite a bit on this list well i mean there's only so many horror movie romances to go through right <laughs> really is but these two are adorable they live together they died together they haunt together <laughs> And I mean, like, they're a very strong couple. They they really took being ghosts and ran with it because they were still together. And they found really intriguing ways to, you know, be pesky to the people who moved into their home. And they really, like, took Lydia under their wing in Beetlejuice, too, and sort of, like, had a child they didn't have in real life, you know? And they're just a really good couple in ghost form and i would like to think that Mm. you know if that were an actual real life event they're still haunting that home today holding hands and being a couple yeah what's your number eight so my number eight is glenn and nancy from a nightmare on elm street oh yeah young love very young love and um you know they never like 
They didn't do anything as a couple that would get them murdered in most like slasher movies, you know. As far that as we know, of. yeah, as far as we know, <laughs> that they 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 hadn't been having sex or whatever. But it's just one of those couples, you know, where they they live across the street from each other. Those teenagers, they see each other every day. They're sort of intertwined each other's lives, and they both are experiencing something terribly supernatural that could kill them. And they're sort of like supporting each other all the way through it. Um, I mean that we have that iconic phone call where you know Nancy's talking to him and he's she's like don't fall asleep and things like that. So I just I, I really like them and plus I mean like Johnny Depp is like super hot in that movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, perfect perfect horror movie romance. It is yeah it's 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 a good placement too because there's some biggies coming up. But my number eight is Seth and Ronnie or Veronica from The Fly. Very nice. So that's like. Right in a row, you have two Gina Davis performances. <laughs> I do. And uh, yeah, and this romance is something that makes me afraid. Very afraid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like it's a nice like boy meets girl, boy turns into fly, classic story. Grog is birth to a fly. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like they had a really cool connection, you know, and a romance and stuff before he changed or whatever. And you could say that's kind of, um, you know, an analogy to, you know, some of the relationships that happen, especially after having sex, you know, someone completely transforms, but it shows their true face or whatever. But I don't know. In the interest of the fly, Brundle fly, I think it's a little bit more innocent than that. I think it's a little bit more situational, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's why they're on my, my list and my number eight. Well, and I would think that even by the end of the movie, I think that Ronnie still very much was in love with him, no matter what his state was. And I think that she's sort of devastated at what he became, you know, for his pursuit of science. And at the end of the day, she did go to eighties beard guy though. That's one of the weirdest transformations of that guy. Like, uh, you know, you end up, you like, first you hate him and then like you end up actually kind of liking him by the end of the movie. Like, no, we need to cover this movie at some point too. I, I really like the fly. <laughs> yeah. So my number seven is sort of horror adjacent Um, And just the first of another musical I'm choosing, but this is Brad and Janet from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's my number seven. <laughs> I think that we there's a lot of like romances going on in this movie though. Brad and Janet is just like the tip of the iceberg. I think that we could also have like uh, Dr. Frankenfurter and Rocky as a romance. See, or, I had Dr. Frankenfurter and everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I saw your you had Brad and Janet, so I just switched mine. <laughs> and they have a super cute song, right? I mean, like that's like the greatest proposal song in the history of musicals right i mean damn it janet yeah and i don't know how many proposal songs there are in musicals really but i mean i i I really enjoy that and i like them as a couple um but i mean as far as like horror musicals go this one is just filled with romance like from top to bottom like every character seems to be in love with somebody else or multiple other people and i don't know susan sarandon it's just perfect. Perfect. Is the casting in that movie really is just perfect, top to bottom, anyway. God, I got this song in my head from uh, that musical Buffy episode. I'm under your spell. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Willow and Tara, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that might have to be a special mention. Yeah. Well, coming up. <laughs> My number six is The Phantom and Christine from The Phantom of the Opera. Now, this is horror adjacent, but obviously The Phantom of the Opera always had, including the original novel and in various, you know, one of the original, you know, horror movies, as well as, um, you know, later adaptions, has always had, you know, either straight up horror or horror adjacency. But I had to include them here because it's such a huge thing, you know. Um, you know, such uh, what started as kind of a professional... Um, awe of each other in a way Uh, you know an awe of each other's talent and everything else turned into love and then revulsion and stuff and that's kind of the story in a nutshell but I don't know I just just had to include them here right in the middle of my list I really enjoy that movie too I mean I don't I mean how do you feel about the movie compared to the musical yeah I mean I I like it what's that actress's name either way I'm getting off I'm getting off topic My number six is JD and Veronica from the movie Heathers. What's your damage? <laughs> What's your damage, Heather? Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. This couple <laughs> is just so much fun. I mean, whose dream in high school wasn't to like meet the new boy, sort of fall in love, and then go on some sort of killing spree? You know, I mean, I really, really enjoyed these performances by Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. I think this movie is hilarious and incredibly dark. Yes. And I like the two of them just couldn't stop with each other. You know, I mean, like it, it really took a huge turn. This is another movie I'd like for us to talk about on the podcast at some point, sure. you know, because yeah. um, I really want to talk about like the depths of like horror adjacency in here. But as we're going down this list of couples and in romances i i this is one that i liked a lot from my childhood i watched this mm-hmm. movie quite a bit when i was younger and i'm not gonna lie that when i was entering high school i kind of wanted to find someone like jd to be like my first boyfriend you know maybe without <laughs> all of the killing and you know suicide yeah but, hey yeah. yeah that was a uh, that was a lot of baggage with that guy <laughs> but she kind of reminds me of like a real world wednesday adams in a way <laughs> hanging herself and everything who veronica and then yeah. yeah well i mean like she you could say the same thing for her performance in beetlejuice too i think winona Ryder just has that kind of face you know like she really is like just as much as christina ricci is you know a real world yeah. wednesday adams you know she just goes for the the, sure. the darker roles or whatever and she does them so well my number five is mina and dracula from bram stoker's dracula in honor of our deep dive this month I just had to put it here because it's just like such a like a kind of an iconic love story in any horror movie, I would say, uh, just from from how passionate and quickly it starts and how horrifically it ends. And you've got these people, you know, initially she's like really rude to him and then he kind of wins her over. He's like, I've crossed oceans of time to find you. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm a prince, but I'm your servant. And then saves her from a wolf. And then they end up like having like hearts to hearts and you know all of that you know past life memory crap and and then he took her away from all that death and then he took her away from all that death and then she stabs him through the heart and decapitates him out of out of you know complete compassion <laughs> yeah it's true love you know under the fresco so <laughs> i keep saying things while you drink and- <laughs> You're gonna be choked to death. <laughs> the fresco. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Mina and Dracula have earned a place 
in uh, in this list. Agreed. I, you know, they, they could have easily been higher up on it. <clears throat> but speaking of Twu Wav, um, I think my number five really fits that bill too. It's uh, Bert and Heather Cummer from the movie Tremors. I forgot what their last name was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, there's so Please. many funny things about this movie. You remember this couple? You must, right? So The only romance that I remember from Tremors is from Tremors 2. I've never seen Tremors 2. <gasps> what? <laughs> I know. I love Tremors so much, but I have never seen any of the sequels. I think because I, I I hold that movie in such high regard. Are you talking about Reba, like yeah. Reba and her husband? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I agree. I'm on board. Yeah, Bert and Heather were just an amazing couple. I mean, like they're just so far match made in heaven. Like right winged. <laughs> I want to build a like com- compound and like have all these guns. That one scene where they're in their basement where they make their own bullets and there's guns all over the wall and one of the worms, the graboids, what the fuck they call them in that movie, are bursting through it. And she's like, hand me the elephant gun. And he's like, just tosses it to her and they share a look. And I was just like, perfect. My God. I know. <laughs> it is. I, I, I missed that. Now I'm wishing that it was on my list too. And Christ, I mean, like Reba McIntyre, really? is so good in this movie she a is. lot of them are you know I, th- I think that she's sort of underrated as an actress and she's not winning any awards anytime soon but if you haven't seen tremors in a while go back and rewatch it because reba mcintyre is a fucking national treasure in that movie for well it sure. wasn't her one chance fancy she ended up with a sitcom <laughs> i like the sitcom too i'm not gonna lie i have many times turned on lifetime mm-hmm. and watched that show well, my number four is Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring universe. Oh. And in every single time that they're pictured, they are so supportive and protective of each other, yes. like in equal measure, that uh, there's almost no other couple like it, no other really healthy couple like it in horror. And it had to be near the top of my list just for that alone. You know, it's such a loving, healthy, wonderful relationship to see. And it's completely solid and nothing can break it, you know, at least so far in the series, which is just great. And I think part of that is because it's based off of a real life couple. Exactly. You know, so and I, I don't think they can fuck with that and they don't want to fuck with that. You know, so I think that's a, I think it's a really cool couple in any any kind of horror movie or series. Well, I think it's a really cool couple for real life, too. I mean, yeah. like, they, they clearly loved each other. They shared common interests, which any couple should do, really. And, I mean, and, you know, they sort of stood the test of time. I know they they both have passed, you know, but they, they were really a, a solid couple in real life. And I love the way that they're portrayed in the movies. Yeah. You know? They're either like a crime-fighting duo or, you know, people that are just, you know, Use car salesmen, but for the, for the supernatural. <laughs> for whichever you choose to believe, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. I kind of wish I had put that on my list now. I mean, that's that's a really excellent choice. But mm-hmm. uh, my number four is yet another musical, <clears throat> and it is Seymour and Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Aw. And I... You know he's coming back for the sequel? Rick Moranis? Yeah, he's coming out of retirement for the <gasps> sequel. That makes me feel so much better about some of these casting like news that's coming out. As much as I love Taron Edgerton, like I just I don't know if I see him as Seymour. Oh, really. sorry, he's not coming out for that sequel. He's coming out for the sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Whoops, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, well, damn it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just gave me a perfect Valentine's present, then you ruined it. <laughs> I ruined everything. <laughs> we'll never get that quote out of our heads. Nope. I um, I love Little Shop of Horrors. Like I saw it in the theater when I was very young, and it just like just blew my little gay boy mind. <laughs> and it's sort of like this is the reason why I like musicals so much is because of Little Shop of Horrors. And I just I love the the character of Seymour so much. Like I, I identify with him a lot. And also Audrey. I mean, I just think that they're great. And if you're going to like talk about this as a romance, you might as well throw Audrey 2 in there as well. It's sort of this weird love triangle going on in that movie because, yeah. you know, Seymour loves them both so, so much. And he has to make a choice, you know, toward the end of it. I mean, he's really forced to, but um, I don't know. It's just so... It makes you feel really good, you know, when the two of them sing, suddenly see more, you know, and you can see where, like, romances can go in a horror, horror-adjacent movie. And I know that's what musicals are supposed to do anyway, you know, but I just think I, I love them. I think it's a great, great horror movie couple. Yeah. Well, for the first time in Film Flamers history, our top three are exactly the same. So you get an official top three horror movie romances of all time from the film flamers this may never happen again <laughs> so maybe we're just like such suckers for love that we like chose these three like couples right so although uh, we wrote them down differently it looks like looks like you wrote gomez and morticia adams from the adams family and i wrote morticia and gomez i don't know what that says about us but i think i'm more woke uh, well, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Adams Family and especially the Adams Family values. Um, they're just like this cartoonishly great couple, you know? They're so into each other at every level. You know, it's it's just so fun to watch. Probably the most fun to watch of anyone on this list as far as a couple. And I would agree. And I mean, like, in, in more than just the movies that have come out, like, this was a comic strip, this was a TV show, and, um, like, they're always such a good, nice, power horror couple, you know? I mean, and in most regards, they, they could really be easily number one on a lot of these lists, right? Because mm -hmm. they, they really do love each other very, very much. And they are great parents, they too, are. I have to throw in there. I love the way they raise their kids and, you know, without, like, flinching from their from their family values or whatever. And, I mean, it's just, just fantastic. And the amount of PDA that they have throughout like the movies and tv show is just ridiculous i speak french all the time and my husband never kisses me up the arm when i speak french mostly he just gives me a look <laughs> so. yeah i always watch adam's family values i'm like i want what they have <laughs> i want the house and i certainly want to you know dress like morticia for a minute maybe <laughs> i don't know does she have that uh big orange nightgown that Lucy had. <laughs> no, it's, it's like the opposite of a flowy nightgown. It's a very tight black dress. Like, I would never be able to squeeze into <laughs> it, let alone walk. So, I don't know. Uh, anyway, our number two is also the same, obviously, and that is Lestat and Louis from Interview with the Vampire. I would also throw in a caveat here and just say uh, add Claudia to that list too. I know they treat her like a daughter throughout a lot of the movie, but I think that the, the relationship between Louis and Claudia, especially toward the end, maybe sort of borderlines on something else. They have maybe found a soulmate in each other, you know? Yeah. But well, they had, 
essentially lived together for decades, mm-hmm. right? And become this interesting little family unit with Stott and Louis being, you know, kind of this weird kind of star-crossed lovers from a morality sense, you know, and it's kind of obsessed with each other a little bit um, in different ways. And then, you know, Claudia comes along and they become a family. Um, you know, one of the, f- I would say one of the first blatant uh, you know, same-sex couple families on TV is certainly in horror. Um, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say Lestat and Louis, it's not really shown to be like a romance per se, but there's so much to unpack there. There's so much history and weight to that relationship with all the just different colors that a relationship goes through. There's a huge span of evolution with that, especially with, uh, with Claudia, like you were saying. Well, and I mean, like I know we, we talked about this at length on our episode of the vampire, which was released in uh, November. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Cause we talk a lot about the relationship between Louie and Lestat. And I mean, they, they really were dependent on each other maybe to a fault, you know, in mm-hmm. some places. But, <clears throat> I mean, they, they clearly had a relationship and they clearly had a history. And, you know, they couldn't quit each other, you know? I mean, to quote some other gay movie. But, I mean, I as a couple, I like them very much. And, I mean, as, as a young gay kid watching horror movies, it was really good to see a relationship like that. I, I really felt happy watching that, even though it was... Not. depressing as fuck yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> even though i shouldn't have it gave me something to like to grasp onto and that's why i had to put them so high on my list i mean we're, we're sort of inundated in in movies with lots of straight couples especially in horror and I, I know that things are changing and we're getting a lot more horror that is like gay oriented either from a male or a lesbian perspective and you know I could have added some lesbian couples to this list, maybe from The Hunger or from um, either from The Hunger or What Keeps You Alive, which I liked a whole lot last year. Yeah, I mean, but but this one to me is like the pinnacle of of gay horror romance. And, you know, until something comes along, that'll change it. It's still going to be tops for me. Are you ready for our number one? Are you ready, listeners, for our number one? The amount of gushing that's about to happen? (laughs) For real. (laughs) 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 and it may not be what you think our number one horror romance is steve and diane freeling from poltergeist yay for real my god well steven spielberg and whatever the fuck who else worked on this movie oh my god shut your (laughs) mouth (laughs) toby hooper directed this movie not steven spielberg directed yeah yeah contention so he yeah steven spielberg may have slightly directed this this movie while toby hooper was like in an opium den somewhere but um (laughs) no um Steve and Diane Freeling were well established as a couple. They really are seen in the film as like really like not only like high school sweethearts, right? Um, but also like best friends, right? And partners. And that's really, really established. And it was incredibly important, I think, to establish that uh, before everything kind of kicks off in, in Poltergeist, which is both of our, one of our favorite horror oh, movies yes, of all time. Oh, yes, very much. And, um, 
I, I, I can't, you know, say enough that like you go through an emotional roller coaster with this couple, you know, through their everyday parenting and everyday romance, you know, to the horror that they have to go through from losing a child, you know, and, and fighting to get that child back. And even a little bit of what it's like after they do. And you just go through the gamut with these, uh, with these people. And they're one of my favorite couples on screen. They're one of the most believable and uh, I always enjoy watching them. And I am almost like crying right now thinking about it. You know, I mean, they have such a strong bond with each other. And that really is like the emotional center of that movie. That one scene where Carol Ann runs through her and like she's smelling her sweater and he comes up and smells it on her and they just like embrace each other. I mean, it's just like the epitome of what a married couple should be especially parents right and which has a whole dimension to romance right when you're, you're like creating a litter of children or whatever and i just i love steve and diane so so much they're the kind of couple that can sit in their bedroom smoking pot reading like <laughs> political books and watching tv and you know i mean just like that's the kind of thing that i ascribe to is the thing that i want to have as a couple you know, if only my husband spoke pot, you know, so <laughs> we could be doing the same things. But I mean, like, you know, it's just when I was a kid watching Poltergeist and seeing this couple going to bed together and just like having their own life separate from their children, mm-hmm. but still being really good parents throughout the day. It just made me so happy and filled me with such night. warmth. Yeah. I mean, what a good couple. Like, I just I can't. I mean not even just like horror romances i think this is just like like it has to be at the top of any list of like movie romances to me yeah and and really in the sense of not even romance but just like an established couple you know can you a think, real relationship can you think of a better on-screen kiss than right before diane goes into the light right and you have um, like that staticky background, and you could just see the like the the silhouettes of their faces like kissing. You know what I mean? Yes, and- I, I love that scene. Of course, there's you know Tangina right in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the music is sweeping, and he yeah. like brings her into his arms, and they share that kiss because they don't know what's gonna happen like right after that. I mean, if that doesn't melt your heart or make you believe in love, then you're just a heartless motherfucker really yeah. i mean come on <laughs> so i do have one honorable mention and this sort of like harkens back to our old days of top tens where we always brought up buffy the vampire slayer and if this were a list about horror romances outside of movies this probably might have been number one for me outside of steve and diane but i mean we can't have a list like this and not talk about buffy and angel I was going to say Buffy and Angel, Willow and Tara. Yeah. Those two, but definitely Buffy and Angel definitely had their varied evolution. Well, I guess Buffy and Angel, Buffy and Spike, Buffy yeah. and Riley, Willow and Tara, Xander and Anya. I mean, like the entire show was like a rotating list of like couples and all the couples worked out really well to me. Right. But yeah, like but nothing was so epic as, uh, as Buffy and Angel. Yeah. I mean, who can, you know, send your lover to the depths of evil and then bring them right back, you know, and then kill them. (laughs) 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 
yeah, just an, an epic, epic TV romance that lasted seasons upon seasons. And, um, you know, I, I think that on Threes Valentine's... fours of seasons. Yeah, I think that we should... <laughs> this is the time to go back and revisit, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because yeah. there was lots of romance going on in that show quite a bit. I could always revisit. Definitely. Well, listeners... We hope that you enjoyed our top 10-ish list of uh, horror movie (laughs) romances. If you have some suggestions, we'd love to hear about them. We had a lot that hit the cutting room floor that we didn't even mention in our honorable mentions. So uh, we'll have to let you know in the next Shooting the Flames or even on social media if, uh, if you pick something that we did too. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going to do that. And you could let us know what some of your favorite horror movie romances are on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the Film Flamers. We are also on Letterboxd now, where we're rating some of the movies that Chris and I have both watched and sort of creating an aggregate score. So go follow us on there and check out all of our reviews. You can also email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com or call our hotline at 972-666-7733. Leave your voicemail, tell us who your picks were, and we'll play it the next Shooting the Flames and respond. We also have a lot of bonus content over on patreon.com slash thefilmflamers, especially an upcoming episode, speaking of romances, and I think we can stop alluding to it in song form. We're going to be talking about... <laughs> no cheating. <laughs> I'm gonna drag this out as long as possible. Head over to patreon.com slash the film flamers to check out that special Valentine's Day flashback episode and to check out all the bonus content we've been putting out for you for the last year and a half. You can get all of that for as little as two dollars. Well, Chris, I need to step away so I can go write some Valentines and get those in the mail. All right. Well, happy Valentine's Day, listeners. We're sending you lots of love. And until our next episode. Sweet sweet dreams. dreams. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I was trying to think of a Tangina thing, like, like, <laughs> did she ever talk? I children. <laughs> it was her, like, I, I, can't, I can't think of a quote where she's talking about the two of them or something like that. I am addressing the living. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on to yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Back. I think the only time she's talking to them is like, and your values as a woman and your beliefs as a Christian or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I need to see that movie again. Why do you sound like Tammy Faye every time you quote Tangina? <laughs> <laughs> Jim and Tammy really need ya. <laughs> Bye.